0: Live from Wildfire Sports Studios for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Welcome to the 4th and John Podcast, episode number 91. Boys and girls, I'm going to get right into it because the biggest news of the week was solving one of the biggest question marks coming into the offseason for the Philadelphia Eagles. They acquired running back Jordan Howard from the Chicago Bears for close to peanuts. Pennies on the dollar, answering one of the biggest questions that the Philadelphia had Philadelphia Eagles had one of the biggest needs going into the offseason, and that was running back. You remember last episode, I said that I would reserve judgment until I saw the final plan. Well, I am going to continue to reserve judgment on the Philadelphia Eagles running back position because I don't even think this is the final version of the running backs that we'll see come training camp and into the 2019 season. But I will say this. I will judge this. Well... A little bit of a different reaction than I was expecting on the timeline and on Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio about the acquisition of a guy of that potential, of that caliber at 24 years old. Because there's people that either really love this move and love the player or are sitting back and saying, well, he ain't that good. He's not that great. He's not that great of a fit for the Philadelphia Eagles. He tailed off last year. And to be honest with you, I don't understand that line of thinking. So, first and foremost, I want to play a little devil's advocate here and kind of just kind of explore both sides of the field here. Because the pros are he's 24 years old. He's a, he just got done with his third year in the league. This is just a young pup on the last year of his rookie deal. So, whether or not this works out, you're not married to the guy. You gave up a 2020 sixth-round pick that can be, you know, converted into a fifth-round pick if certain incentives are reached. But nevertheless, a sixth-round pick for a guy of that caliber is nothing. How he pulled magic. He pulled another rabbit out of the hat to get this running back. This is a dude that has averaged 1,100 yards and 18, eight touchdowns his first three seasons. He ranks third in yardage, sixth in total touchdowns, behind Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley. Now, this is guys that are putting up numbers. He's had nine touchdowns his last two seasons, which, by the way, the Philadelphia Eagles haven't had a nine-touchdown, rushing touchdown running back since LaShawn McCoy in 2013. These are all positives to bring in a guy like that Into the Philadelphia Eagles what do we hear about the cons what are some of the people saying about the cons he's a product of a run-heavy offense with little or no talent at the quarterback position in Chicago until last year okay I can see that John Fox was a real run-heavy kind of a kind of a prehistoric, archaic type of offense, and you know the the talent at quarterback was severely lacking. So of course they're going to ru- rely on the run game more. He's not fast, all right. He can be chased down by anybody. He can be chased down by a linebacker. Four uh, five point two yards per carry his rookie year. Four point one in two thousand and seventeen. Down to three point seven once Matt Nagy was the Chicago Bears head coach. Now, granted, he runs not a, not a, the same system as Doug Peterson, but let's call it a similar system, kind of from the same, same branch. So yeah, he cut from the same cloth, kind of a chip off the same block. And he's not necessarily a pass catcher, which is of the utmost importance when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles offense. But I don't understand how you can take a look at those negatives, those small amount of negatives right there, And then say that this isn't a good value trade. This is pennies on the dollar. A 6th round pick in 2020. And if it doesn't work out, so what? You let him walk next next year, uh, at the end of next year. He goes in the free agency, signs a contract. You probably get a comp pick worth more than what you gave up for him to begin with. Plus, it answers the question of what are we going to do at running back? Is he a bona fide RB number one? Well, if you take a look at the overall total yards over the last three seasons, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott... But if you if you rely on those expectations right there, if you're thinking that he will put up the same number in this Philadelphia Eagles offense, you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment because you know Gail, it ain't gonna happen. Bro, Doug Peterson barely remembers about the running backs that he has currently in the game. He abandons the run and even when he's running, he's doing these RPOs, so he's calling run plays that Carson can check out of, and of course, check it to a pass. But we don't need him to be, that sort of volume running back, whether it be in carries or yards. We need him to fit that LeGarrette Blunt, Jay Ajayi role in the 2017 season when we won the Super Bowl. In 2017, Blunt, 766 yards, two touchdowns. Jay Ajayi, between his time split with the Eagles and the Dolphins, 873 yards and one touchdowns. If Howard can bring you, let's split the difference. 800 yards, and let's say six touchdowns. That's a win. I'm judging that as a win right here, right now. Again, reserving judgment because I don't think they're done at the running back position. Mr. Gale Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I mean,
1: last episode I talked about how he's probably working a trade, and and I put it on the TL. You can you can go search it. A guy that I was looking for, a committee type, was either Duke Johnson or Jordan Howard. And I think for the the price that they gave up, you know, a sixth round, not this year, but next year, it uh, could be a uh, you know a conditional fifth, um, depending on I guess how many you know uh, on the, on the trade on, on how much action he gets. But certain um, incentives, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great bargain, man. It's a uh, great—this is a foundational piece. I'm not talking about your franchise guy. I'm talking a guy who can give you some production on first and second down, third down as a blocker. He's one of the the best blockers on third down. Uh, He runs inside zone. That's what we do here uh A guy like Cody White here, center in, in Chicago was very talented uh Open up those holes guess what he 's got Jason Kelsey to open up those holes uh he he 's a smart runner um, you know can he get to the outside you know he 's not the fastest guy, but what he can do is ground and pound, grind out those tough yards uh you got your you got your goal line back right there yep. uh, yeah. but it's a it 's a great it's a great pickup i mean, and, and, and we're going into the draft. Oh. And Howie has done a great job of putting pieces in place as we head into the draft. You know, like all all the all the talk of everyone saying, "Where's the running back? Where's the running back?" Well, we found out that Jordan Howard knew for over a month that he was going to be Eagle. It was just a matter of yeah, when. He was working on it. So Howie was doing his homework while everyone else was sweating.
0: And uh, you know, H- Howard even mentioned in his introductory press conference that pre-draft visits he had met with Deuce Staley. So a lot of the times you'll see front offices grade a guy, he goes off to another team whether or not he finds success, whatever. But they'll always keep an eye on a guy that they like coming out of college because they know, based upon the system that they run and the schematic fit, that, hey, if this guy ever becomes available based upon the grade that we have him. And I guarantee you, when Deuce Staley was talking to that kid three years ago, they had a higher grade on him than what they gave up to the Chicago Bears to go get him. This could be a perfect fit. Let's not forget... Eagles do a running back by committee. We're not asking them to be the workhorse. You take a look, again, I'll reference that 2017 Super Bowl season. You have different running backs with different skill sets. And they rotate those running backs in and out based upon the way the defense is playing or weaknesses of the opposing defense. Someday it's going to be a Darren Sproles day, who, by the way, they still might bring in. They still He's going to make his decision in May after the draft, but they still might bring him in. Some days it's going to be a Darren Sproles, Tariq kind of day where you want a guy who can take it take it to the house, outburn them, get them around the edge, speed. Speed is going to kill this defense. Sometimes you need a Howard, a guy that's going to be that inside zone runner who's you're going to need two dudes to tackle him, head full of steam. Granted, he's not going to outrun a safety. He may not even outrun the linebacker. Run through a mother. But he's going. He's going to break. He's going to break <laughs> off eight yards every time he touches the ball. Yeah. And and sometimes that's what you need. It's such an interesting thing to see the transition in Howie Roseman's draft philosophy, because I I've, I've heard him speak about the draft before, and what they do is they'll take a look at, you know, certain pick. Okay, first round, this number. What's our probability of hitting? on that pick second round this number pick what's our probability into the third round fourth round fifth round if you notice what they're doing now that Carson Wentz's contract is looming they're kind of trying to top load that draft meanwhile they're trading fifth round picks for 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 the Michael Bennett's of the world Mm -hmm. they're trading sixth round picks for the Howards of the world basically they're taking that fifth uh, fifth sixth seventh round where your hit potential is dramatically smaller and trading it away for proven pro bowler talent. I mean, that's a genius move if you think about it. If you take a look at the first round, and that's where you're supposed to get your potential pro bowler, right there. That's what you're expecting. You're expecting a starter, potential pro bowler, potential all pro. In the second round, you're expecting a starter, a serviceable starter. In the third round, you're expecting a... Potential starter. Start. Potential starter, serviceable backup, special teams contributor. And same thing in the fourth round, your fifth, sixth, and seventh round, you're just trying to hit on something. Well, why are you taking those late round picks and throwing darts at the board when you can trade those for veteran talent, which by the way, if they walk, you get you're getting another late round comp pick anyway. I mean it, it it's kind of a genius move, wouldn't you agree, Gail?
1: I think it's it's a different it's a different day. You know, how he's starting to look at the draft and, you know, thinking you know, you know, back in the day, like it's gold bullion. Like these draft picks are, you know, they are special right now. But you know, we're, we're in a window period right now. You know, Carson contract is looming, so yes. he, he's finding the value in older guys. Like a guy who, you know, Deshaun Jackson. He might be older, but he is a elite vertical threat. So I mean, you know, looking at you just we're talking about, you know, first and second round. Like him moving back last year and getting a second round this year. You know, they did their homework in, in thinking about the talent that's going to come out in this draft. Yeah. Uh, you know, Howie is uh, always a move ahead of the rest of the GMs. So I, I think th- it's, it's interesting.
0: And, and, it, and it is a weird—weird's not the right word. It, it, it's an interesting place to take a look at where the Philadelphia Eagles are right now, where they were three years ago, and where they're going. Weird, to use the word weird, means that it's by accident. And to the credit of the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they've had the foresight to see this coming. Rewind it three years ago. Need a franchise quarterback. Got to have one. This is the league of the have and the have nots. Either you got a quarterback or you don't. And if you got a quarterback, you got a shot. And if you don't got a quarterback, you do not have a shot. Well, what do you got to go up to get that franchise quarterback all the way at number two? You got to give up draft capital. Capital. You got to give up assets. So you go and you get your quarterback, but you know you don't have a lot of draft picks to kind of fill that back end, right? So what do you do? You go start signing veteran free agents. Maybe not at the end of their career, but certainly in their twilight of the career. The Patrick Robinsons, the Laguerre Blunts, the Chris Long, so on and so forth. They kind of backfill that roster like you would with draft picks. You go on and you win yourself a Super Bowl. Now, all of a sudden, you're in this transition period where you know that Carson Wentz contract is not only looming, but according to a lot of people, even at NBC Sports Philadelphia, that contract could come this offseason where Carson Wentz signs that large extension. Okay. So now, all of a sudden, what are you trying to do? You're trying to acquire picks, especially in the first four rounds, the, 400, the first 450, four, or, or I'm sorry, the first 150, 125 picks. Right? So now you're trying to acquire draft capital because you know a large slice of that salary cap pie is going to be dedicated towards Carson Wentz. So now you have the reverse thing. You needed the quarterback. You dra- gave up a lot of draft capital. Capital. You brought in a lot of veteran free agents. Now all of a sudden you try to gain that draft capital back not sign as many veteran free agents, but now you're trying to uh, backfill the roster with cheap young, affordable, drafted, homegrown, homebred talent. So it's an interesting transition period as we think about the upcoming draft, where the Eagles were three years ago, where they are now, and where they will be three years from now. That's something that Howie Roseman will always have in his head. Hollywood Hearn, how are you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well for the fact that we're not living three years ago where we're trying. We're sitting around this table trying to convince ourselves that maybe Sammy Sleeves is our answer. Oh, God. Those are some dark days. Um, I'm still really hyped about the Deshaun thing. I, I, Rocking I, the new
0: I, D Jack's uh, shirt from yeah, the like Fourth that. and John shop. I like
2: it. I had to go and get it. I was so excited myself. Um, the one thing that is just kind of um, confusing to me, I guess is is the right term, is we uh, we as in people on the timeline. All I've been seeing is how we, we need a running back. We need a running back. We need a running back. We were dying for a running back. A lot of people threw Jordan Howard out there as, as a proposition. And then there's so many people that come out. There's plenty of people in support of it, but there's also just a lot of people that are that were meh. Yeah, just Matt on it. He's okay. Exactly. It just doesn't make any sense to me. That's something that we've been looking for this entire offseason. It's been like the main hole that we've needed to fill. And I am just really excited to be going into the draft where we really don't—we're really not in a spot where we have a particular need at at any real position. We just really need to fill with the best player available. And that's what I think is the most— a useful way to go into a draft to just fill it with the best players you can get off the board
1: and if you if you pair you know jordan howard with a a back in the you know late second or if they move back right in the fourth or third
2: you can find a running back in deeper
1: rounds. yeah man he's a perfect committee type and i think if you want to bring out another player there's the rumors about you know duke johnson right you're know, adding that you know back with the passing eleme- a element a pass catching element and a Jordan Howard, that's a that's a fantastic... Uh,
2: and, and just committee. on paper, it just all looks like he fits our scheme so well. I don't know why everyone would be so opposed to him joining the team.
0: I have no idea. I know Eagles... I, listen, I love my people. Yeah. They can be a fickle bunch. <laughs> yeah. They can be a fickle bunch. They can hard compl- to please. They, hard to please. They can complain about yeah. something one day, and then when they get what they want, they don't like what they want, and they... You know, sometimes I feel like Eagles fans just find a reason to complain. Listen... Again, the value of this, there's no commitment. It was a 6th round pick. If he walks, you're going to get it back anyway. And I again, I'm going to reserve judgment on the entire running back situation because I don't think that they're done. Getting back to Howie Roseman's draft philosophy. Okay. Because while it might have uh, might might have changed since his first go around as general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles. One thing has not changed, and I've heard him say this a couple times, and, and it speaks to the point that you made, Evan. You use free agency to give you flexibility in the draft. So when you sign guys like Malik, when you, when you trade for guys like Jordan, when, when you bring guys like that in, are the Eagles going to draft a defensive tackle? Probably. But they don't need to right, right in the beginning. Are the Eagles going to draft a running back? God, I hope so. They should. But do they need to in the first three picks? Not necessarily. Because they have flexibility. It gets them away from pinning themselves in a position, which, by the way, for those of you that don't know, is the whole reason Howie Roseman lost his job to Chip Kelly to begin with. And that was that Marcus Smith disaster. When they kept trading back, right, they needed a defensive end. They liked five to seven players all kind of graded out the same way. Yep. They kept moving back, moving back, moving back. You know, what knowing do do? that one of these guys were going to be there, acquiring more draft assets. How we got a little bit cute. And then all of a sudden, teams like the Green Bay Packers, who jump up to get ha-ha Clinton Dix. Teams like the New Orleans Saints, who jump up to uh, grab Cooks. All of a sudden, panic mode. All the guys that we thought were going to be there aren't there because teams now leapfrogged us as we're leapfrogging back. Now, all of a sudden, you're reaching for a position of need. You end up with Marcus Smith. Yeah, a f- uh, people who people had graded as a fourth, the fifth round I'm, pick, but because yeah. you needed a defensive end that bad, you took the best available on your board, got away from your board. I, I highly doubt that they even had a first round grade. That's what that was the single thing that cost Howie Roseman his job when it came to Chip Kelly, because Chip went to Jeffrey and said, "Look, look what he did. Look what he did." You can't trust this guy. Leave me in charge of personnel. And Jeffrey gave him full control. Gave him full control.
1: Yeah, that pick was. I remember when that pick happened, it was like a a gut punch. You know, as closely as I studied the draft, I was like, how could you? This, how? How? How?
2: Was he anywhere on your radar? I I thought he he was uh, like fourth round. A fourth rounder?
1: So for him to get drafted, I was like, I I actually thought Jordan, uh, uh, Jordan, Matthews was, was a guy that they might draft in the first round.
0: That that was what I was heard, that Chip Kelly wanted Jordan Matthews in the first. Howie said, no, we can get him in the second. Here's a group of players that we liked and then started to get cute and trading back and, and, and kind of blew it.
1: I know the Eagles were sniffing around Cody Lattimore and Jordan Matthews at those last couple weeks. I was like, man, they, they could be interested. Um, but it was just, it was a gut punch, man.
0: But when when Jason Kelsey uh, at his parade speech is pounding the table that he came out a different Howie Roseman, this is part of the draft philosophy that he that he got. You use free agency to give you flexibility in the draft. Now there w- there are positions of need, Evan. I'll disagree no, for with sure. you. That. There no, are positions No, I'm not of saying need, there's no. But there's there. no dire ones where we have to in the first round get a pff, that linebacker, was, that was my point. a safety, a this. You have flexibility. That way you do take best player available in the draft. And we're going to get into a lot of draft talk with Gail. But before before we do that, Gail, I want you to tell a little story. Because after we went off the air uh, last time we were here, two weeks ago... Mm-hmm. You told us a little story that, that had us rolling on the floor that I, that I wish happened to, on air, so, <laughs> so I want to do it now. So boys and girls, gather around the campfire because Uncle Gale's going to tell you about the time that he snuck into the NFL draft and almost got himself kicked out. Yeah, so this, this draft
1: love is kind of real. Uh, but if you know me, I got a lot of stories. They're most random stories, but as a 17-year-old kid, one of my boys was like, yo, we got to go to the draft. My favorite running back at the time was Marshall Falk. I'm like, I got to meet Marshall Falk. So we stayed in the hotel that the NFL draft was actually at. So the night before, there was like a, like a, a, a team, family, uh, dinner gathering. Uh, and it was all on the, the draft floor area. So we're, we're, we're like sc- scouring the elevators trying to get autographs, meet players. I met Trent Dilfer, Hugh Shuler. Uh, he, he gave me a, a Bible verse. Aaron Glenn. Um, I finally uh, met Marshall Falk. Got his autograph. I was like, I was like, you know,
0: little little Gale I mean, in Draft Heaven. Beside myself. Heaven. Yeah.
1: So my boy was like, he was he was crazy, dude. He's like, yo, they're having this dinner thing, and, and that, right on the floor over here, we we got to get in there. So we're we're trying to figure out how do we get in there. Like how do we get back there? We see these waiters going back and forth through a side door. <laughs> And he's like, yo, man, let's go. Let's let's see if we can get some jackets or something. Like those white jackets. <laughs> so my boy, he's like, grab a jacket. So we grab a jacket. We're walking through the kitchen. Then we get on the floor and we're like, you know, the angels, the that that sound, you're like, oh you know, we're on the draft floor. You see the helmets with the phones and you're like, you're like, oh my God. Like, we're here. Uh and my boy's like, yo, man, keep your composure, man. Keep your and then all of a sudden, the security boom! They grab us, and we're like, "Hey!" And you know, we're these two draft dorks, <laughs> and they're like running us out through the kitchen. And we're, we're thinking we're going to get you know, maybe we're get arrested or what, what's going on. And the most random thing happens: when we bump into Chris Berman and Paul Tagliabue, who's at the time the you know. He was the Roger Goddell.
0: back. back, 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 back,
1: back. <laughs> so he's like, and they're, dr- they're kind of drunk. <laughs> so Paul
0: Tagney and Chris Berman are lit.
1: He's like, yeah, so Chris Berman's like, hey, hey, what's going on over here? Hey, and we're like, Berman, Berman. We- and the security guards are still holding us. They got you in like a headlock? They got like, you by the
0: scruffy They, neck, got, our, like- they got
1: our jackets, like, they are holding on to us in, like, and like uh, usher us and ushering us out. So then, uh, we were like, Chris Berman, Chris Berman. He's like, guy, right, what's going on over here? Hey, hey. And then all of a sudden, uh, the security guards like, oh, these guys tried to sn- sneak into the draft. Uh, we're just trying to get him out of here. And so Paul Tagliabue Paul Tag- was like, oh, man, hey, you-, you got a G on your hat. Yeah, I mean, the G was on there for, for Gale. But it, he's <laughs> like, oh, you went to Georgetown? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I went to Georgetown. Wait, like, oh. so, so you lied. Yeah, so, I lied. So you lied. All right, okay. like, you <laughs> went to Georgetown. Oh, he's a good kid. You got to you let these guys go. So the security guards let us go. We sit there and talk with uh, Paul Tagliabue. Got his autograph and Chris Berman we're sitting there chatting with him for like the next 15 minutes. But they were super cool. And uh, thank, thank you, Chris Berman.
0: So wow, that so wait a minute. Did they escort you out after that, or Don't they
1: just let us go and they let us hang out with Chris Berman and Paul Tagleboo? Did you get to keep
0: the jackets? <laughs> we, had to, we had to give the jackets back. <laughs> so that was the time that Gale snuck into the draft and I met Marshall Faulk. Mar, you Marshall did get Falk, to meet Marshall. Got a photo with him too.
2: Wow, this is pre-cell phone era. Did your hair look uneven and dusty? Your
3: hair is uneven. I have. I have a hat <laughs> <with>. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. I, yeah. I I went up to the draft a couple times to, to cover it for philadelphiaeagles. dot com. You know, do do a couple of the typical like E rock fan segments and stuff like that. And the one thing that I remember being at the draft, I'm on the draft floor, and I told you before we went to the Hall of Fame, like total Hall of Fame nerd. Yeah. As far as so so you see all these people and they're just they're swarming the draft picks. You know, what I mean they're 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 Everybody with a football or a hat, can he sign this? Kids coming up the. By, by the way, the one thing that stood out to me, JJ Watt stood there and signed for everybody, first of all. JJ Watt wasn't this nice of a guy just, just recently. I yeah. mean, he, he that's the one thing that stuck out to me right away when he was drafted, like doing his tour of Radio Row. He specifically took time out to sign everybody's autograph. He seems like a kid- good yeah, dude. He, totally solid dude. You can see that right up front. But the national anthem's going on, and I look, I look to my left and. There's this old man, just short old, old old man, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, where do I know this guy from? I know him from something. And nobody's paying him any mind. He's got one of the lanyards on, and the stars the Star Spangled Banner's going. So like, there's lights going off. I really can't really can't make out who it is. But he's standing next to me. And then as as the national anthem's going over, I I look down and this is a guy that nobody's paying any mind to. Look at this dude. It's Jim Taylor and I'm like I am standing next to Vince Lombardi's fullback right now I'm stand and nobody knows who he is yeah he's just this old man minding his own business and I'm like I, I listen. I don't want to be that guy. I know I'm supposed to act like a professional on the draft floor, but this is Jim Taylor. You know, I got I got to get a picture with this guy or something. And I turned and waited till the national anthem was over. I looked over and he was gone. Oh. I missed my opportunity. Everybody wanted to go swarm Rich Eisen or or, or Marshall Falk again all right. or all the. You got to hold
2: the first Lombardi, man. <clears throat> I don't even think they had the Lombardi trophy back oh, then.
0: Whatever, whatever it was. I was what, I, 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 I think when you won the Super Bowl back then, you got a pat on the back. That's all they gave you? Didn't you have a trophy made? Dude, go Google the attending audience of the first Super Bowl. There was, like, nobody there. It was like an AAF game. <laughs> dude,
2: dude, dude. Thank God it didn't fold. The
0: <laughs> oh, oh, trust me, we're gonna we're gonna get into that one. But Gail, let's get let's get into the draft talk. Let's talk about you know draft needs. I know you ran through uh, not your own, but one of those like machine generated seven. Yeah, the
1: draft League. network. Shout out to those guys. They're uh, mm-hmm. doing a phenomenal job over there with their their mock draft machine. But um. Yeah, I mean, going into this first round, I think the Eagles have done a phenomenal job setting themselves up where they don't have to reach. You're talking about, you know, when you're hungry, going into the supermarket, and you haven't eaten yet, that's the problem. I mean, they have now got pieces in place where they don't have to reach. Uh, You talk about Malik Jackson. You got a player to play alongside Fletcher Cox. You got Deshaun Jackson, your vertical threat. Uh, Jordan Howard, you got your foundational piece that can run the rock on first and second down. You got that third safety in in, uh, Andrew Sudejo. So, I mean, there's possible players that we can uh, pick in the first round where we're not, like, you know, reaching. Um, But I I think, you know, everybody wants, you know, in a historic draft, you want to get defensive talent Mm -hmm. on the defensive line. And, you know, there, there's, there's players up there like Ed Oliver, a guy who's got a, a visit with the Eagles. But he, he's um, a player that was talked about being in, like, the top five. But he he's, you know, he, he's not as heavy as expected. He's playing in the 280s. Uh, he was playing out of position at Houston. Um, but he's an explosive talent. He's the type of guy that the Eagles, if he's in range, they could move up. Right, There's not too many players that I think the Eagles will move up uh, another guy a defensive tackle Christian Wilkins out of Clemson another guy a versatile piece across the front uh, can play that three tech we're talking about guys that can play next to Fletcher Cox you can groom them you don't have to start them you got Malik Jackson in place but then you get cheaper with those kind of guys um, I mean if you, you had those guys in, in, the, in the lineup I'd be super hyped
2: so let me ask you this Gail so I think everybody, I mean, all the other teams in the NFL are probably on the same page and thinking that this is a really historic defensive line draft. So. So being that we've got the twenty fifth pick, do you think that it's possible that I mean a lot of those guys are going to be off the board? So do you see them going potentially in a different direction than defensive line in the first round? Well, and like what other positions could we be looking at where that is not
0: as deep as the defensive line, but is deep? Some of those talented players are going to get pushed back because there's so many defensive lines. Exactly.
1: Right. Well, you're you're hoping that wide receivers, like the only only way that these guys get pushed back, well not not Ed Oliver, but like a Christian Wilkins, mm-hmm. if a couple QB go earlier than expected, a couple wide receivers go earlier than expected, then a talent like this drops. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when we get to that situation, we're hoping that some offensive line interior guys uh, could fall. There's a guy, Garrett Bradbury out of North Carolina State, uh, talking, to, he's being talked as like one of the next Jason Kelseys. Wow. but he has okay. that—he's got that guard center versatility. You're talking about Isaac Su Malo's is your starting left guard. Right. Brandon Books coming off the Achilles. When is he going to be ready? So you're talking about a guy that you could groom along. Uh, he, he's played up against some of the top defensive uh, uh, defensive um, tackles in, in the draft. So he's shown that he can be—he can win uh so I, there's another guy um Chris Lindstrom, out of boston College uh that you know is being talked about he another guy has a visit with the the Eagles
2: as well um but you know, in theory, offensive lineman isn't sexy. Is, is there anyone that you've seen in particular that you see a lot of the national media, a lot of teams hyping up that you just don't see it? Like you think that they're going to be a kind of they're kind of an overrated player? How's they being viewed by the rest? Well, of the
1: I mean, league? the the, cor- the cornerback position, a lot of a lot of draft analysts out there, all I mean, there's there's a ton of them. They keep mocking cornerbacks to us in the first round. Yeah, Keanu's getting angry. I mean it's I mean a lot of people are getting angry. Come, like come on like you know we have a lot of guys in place that could you know start I think there's there might be a deve- de- developmental cornerback in the mid rounds that they might look at um but you know drafting a cornerback you know I, I think it's I think we would be doing ourselves a disservice with the talent that should be on the board
0: So the uh the generated 7 7 round mock do you have that handy because I always find it's curious because th- people will post them on the timeline and they'll be like, "I like it," "I don't like it," and I have no idea who these people yeah. are.
2: they <laughs> are like, "Hey, has got the Gale people, seal of approval." Yeah. <laughs> a,
0: my my favorite tweet this time of year is that's a Gale question. Cause, yeah. cause I, what do you think about this position? What do you think about this play? That's a Gale question right there. I have no, I have yeah. no
1: idea. I mean, before we go into that real quick, I'll just go off a couple guys that could be in the area in the first round. Uh, Andre Dillard, if he slips, uh, offensive tackle. Uh, You could just groom him along the way. Uh, Cody Ford, another guy, a guard, tackle, versatility. Um, Brian Burns, a bendy defensive end from Florida State University, got great counter moves. I'd love to see him. Um, Let's see, Cleveland Farrell, another defensive end from Clemson. Um, Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame. A big Uh, Jerry Tillery fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He tested well. You know, the He's been an, talking about the, it for like Atlantic, five seconds now. The, <laughs> the analytics people might like him and the Eagles are analytics heavy. Um the other guy, Jeffrey Simmons, old tackle out of old miss. I mean, defensive tackle out of old miss. He got hurt towards ACL. He would have been the guy. Um But now going into this uh mock draft, you know, you never know what you're gonna get so I, I you know I did two just in case okay well, so in case can't. one sucked, you got back
0: oh no, just to see okay, just to see the differences
1: yeah see the difference what pops up. okay um so you're
0: gonna give it to us and tell us which one you like better oh I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give the one that you probably will all like okay
1: I mean it was it was a perfect perfect setting for us oh really uh, okay, so this was good because guess who's on the board at number 25 who's that? Christian Wilkins oh! out of Clemson. The guy that I've been talking I like about.
0: That guy. That guy. <laughs> I like We're him. talking
1: about an elite character uh you know, he's been a captain two years in a row. Uh I mean, he'd be an amazing piece of the puzzle in the first round. Like I'd be I'd be crying tears cuz I'd be excited cuz we got the guy that we want. Dang, second round. Second round. Are you ready for this? I am super ready. <laughs> Eagles Nation, are you ready for this? Josh Jacobs falls to the second round. Really, Ooh. I, was, I, I know was, who that is. I
2: was su- Alabama I was, running back. We've yeah. all been talking. I was surprised.
1: About. I was. I was really. It was. The, it was actually uh, the fifty third pick in the second round. If he fu- fell that far, you why know, would he though? Hey, according to this this
2: this mock draft that I did, he, these are scientific he, results. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: you see that? There he goes. Okay, it's there he was. Okay. There he was. Okay. There. Uh, right. You know, obviously, I I'd rather take uh, a pick later on, but with that kind of value, he was there. Uh, 57 pick, Darnell Savage out of Maryland. You know, he's a... He's a Savage? What, is that a perfect name or what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dude's rocking 4-3 speed. Uh, he's a closer. Uh,
2: You're not a poor tackler if your last name's Savage.
1: Yeah. I mean, this guy, you know, he's a it guy... It is a, if your name first name's Fred. <laughs> 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 this would be a perfect guy to groom along with our, our safeties. Our safeties are getting older. But um, I think it's great, great value right there. Uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. out of Nebraska, a nuanced route runner. We're talking about, look if you look at the... Stanley Morgan? Stanley Morgan Jr. out of Nebraska. So, I mean, he's a good route runner.
2: Isn't that a company? Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a law firm yeah. or a financial firm?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you think about the guys on the back of our wide receiver roster. I mean, there's not... I mean, where's Matt Collins right now? We don't even know if he's alive, this bro. do we
0: talk
2: about Mac like that?
0: <laughs> Yo, this turned into, like, a Key and peel like, East-West Shrine game, like, name. What was
2: the one I sent you? The, uh, Lil Jordan. Yeah.
0: Lil, what? Lil, there's Lil this George guy Puffer. named Lil Jordan. Isn't yeah. there a defensive Hits. back in, uh, in LSU named, like, Greedy or something like that? Yeah, like, Greedy Williams.
2: Williams. He's good, too. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, Lil, Lil Jordan, apparently. He was, uh, his brother wanted him to be named after Michael Jordan, and his mom didn't want to name him Michael, so she named him Lil Jordan. That's his first name. <laughs>
1: Oh. You know like this next guy, okay. Chuma Adoga out of USC. Uh, you know, inside. <laughs> we had we, we had to get a tackle um in this draft and, you know, the 100 the 138th selection, we got a tackle to uh groom. Uh, you know, uh, he he's had some off-field issues. Oh. Uh, you know, some red flags. The next guy, David Sills, we have this West Virginia connection, okay. another wide receiver. He was one of the first uh, guys to get offered a court, uh, a a scholarship <laughs> at, like, age 13 from USC. Really? Turned his wow. game into – like, he became a – he was a quarterback, but then when he got to West Virginia, he ended up becoming a wide receiver. Okay. Decided to leave West Virginia uh, and, and try to be a quarterback again, but that didn't work. So he came back and played receiver. Um, he's a pretty uh, crafty wide receiver. Um, so, I mean, he's a vertical threat, and uh, he's, he's a uh, – Great in Enzo, so...
0: So is this like an Antoine Randall-Else? Yeah, I was going to say, no, I love a
1: wide receiver that can throw. That's... Well, Antoine randall L. is not white, so... But uh,
0: His name
2: was David Sills.
1: But listen,
0: I don't <laughs> even know these guys, so it's, yeah. a bit like it's, it's a shot in the dark here. A good
1: story on the kid. I mean, the kid's, I mean, you know, to make it...
0: Julian Edelman? Julian Edelman was a former quarterback. Yeah.
1: Okay, all right. So cool.
0: he, he he knows the routes. He knows the route tree.
1: Right. Uh but uh the, uh, the last pick uh, I had Jace, uh James Williams out of Washington State one of the most normal names on this list <laughs> <laughs> dynamic pass pass catchers out of this draft he's he's got a ton of uh
2: So if he's such a dynamic pass catcher why is he dropping all the way to seventh? Well I mean I know, mean it's obviously w- not going to be way yeah.
1: playing in the pack, you know. But he, uh, but he's, he's he's a great talent. Okay. I mean a lot of these guys have like really great stories. Some of the some of the guys that you. I, I pick is because of their backstories. I mean, the guy like James Williams, dude was like homeless. You know, they have like these really interesting stories where, yeah. you know, like, you know, like the guy Christian Wilkins, he wears 42 because his dad and his grandfather was killed by police um, wrongfully. Um, and his, his he was, I guess, his, was born in 1942. Okay. That's why he wears number 42. And he, and he said, if I go to Clemson, you're going to give me that number. That's the number I need. Um, so, wow. I mean, you're talking about players that with drive, you know, that yeah. who come from rough backgrounds who, you know, and then who could fit perfectly in this locker room.
0: That's one of the things that you always see, like, at the end of a draft, you always take a look at, you know, who they selected, and it's always like team captains. Guys with success stories, guys who kept their nose clean, team leaders, guys... We're obviously not talking about the Cowboys
2: right now, right? We're not
0: talking about the Cowboys. No, we're not talking about Randy Gregory, who they they signed to an extent. Thank you, Jerry Jones. (laughs) I I don't know what the hell you're thinking on that one. But it's always like, you know, team leaders, good locker room guys, team captains, because they know what it takes to fit into the Philadelphia Eagles type of locker room. You got another one? I got another one. You got another one. Fire away. Uh,
1: Cleveland Farrell in this in this in this draft he he fell uh, you know he's good value a lot of ha- people have him going higher uh, in the draft again I get to the fifty third selection I go back with Darnell Savage uh, again we're talking about in the second round of this draft there's going to be a ton of safeties I mean this is it's like pick of the litter there's there could be like six six safeties that go in the second round. Um Third uh, selection in the second round, I went with Debo Samuel. That's a great Debo. Debo, I like, I, I like, I like, I like this guy. I, like I can, I can guy get behind ready. Debo. You know, uh, we, we, nice bite. You know, he, <laughs> he, this dude is tough, man. He, he, Where does he play? Wide receiver. Oh, uh, he man, can play that's slot name. Um, can run the rock, kick returner. Had some injuries. How's but the I, speed? I, but I, he's, he's 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 decent speed. Four fives. Hesitated. Four fives. Hesitated. Four fives. Mm-hmm. But he's 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 a, he's a ball player. Like okay. he's got a versatile skill <laughs> set. Um, a, a perfect, perfect, uh, player, um, Devin Singletary, a guy that, you know, I know at you running like back, him. Yeah. one twenty, one twenty-seven, in the in the fourth round, I, I this this draft, I kind of waited for the running back, okay, versus picking a running back early, but Devin Singletary, a guy with uh, LaShawn McCoy traits, um, uh, he's not the fastest guy, didn't test well, but he's got elite footwork, um, uh, can set up the second level defenders, uh, pretty talented. I went double picks with running backs. For you Eagle fans that want running backs, eh? eh?
0: eh? Volume, volume, volume.
1: Rodney a- Anderson, a guy who could be one of the top running backs, but he dealt with a lot of injuries ACL, broken leg. Uh, tough, tough, tough break for him, pun intended. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> I, went thought, I thought
0: my jokes were bad today.
1: <laughs> Taro Hanks out of New Mexico State, another. Uh, com- I've been talking about those converted safety yeah, linebacker yeah, yeah, types. Yeah. Um, you know, I went with uh, Ryan Pope out of San Diego State with a uh, 197 pick. And that wraps up my uh, two drafts from uh, the Draft Network. Shout out to you guys who have been doing a phenomenal job with your site. Uh, those those mock draft machines are pretty fun.
0: Yeah, a lot of people have been having fun with them. It's just a shame. Like, I'd be picking the all-name draft. I, I wouldn't even be picking guys like, that
1: are supposed <laughs> to be in that draft Like, route. these mock drafts are, like, the fans are Completely nuts. Like when I when I used to write uh for Roto World, yep. specifically for the draft, I had uh Teddy Bridgewater go into the Minnesota Vikings. From all my studying following, you know, the pro days and the visits, I was like, the Vikings are gonna pick Teddy Bridgewater. I had death threats. I had hate mail. Just sent him because they put your email on, underneath your articles when you put out a mock draft. Okay. They, I was getting death. They are like, "No way is uh, Teddy Bridgewater going to the Vikings." You don't want to check. So then, when they moved up to the end of the first round, to in the back end of the first round of the draft, did you talk your th-
0: did you talk your game or what? Oh, no,
1: who, who who emailed all these people that emailed me. You, I did. <laughs> there was about fifty emails back to people like, who, what, what were you saying about Teddy Bridgewater not going to the Vikings? But I do. Let's
2: I, also remind the people that this is the man that predicted Dallas Goddard wearing Eagles green as well. That
0: is true. That, Let, that's Fletcher why, Cox as well. There's, a, Cox, there's, there's Cox. a couple of them. When, I, I, got a strong when I went up to the draft, in draft I, I interviewed Gale, and he was like, "Oh yeah, Fletcher Cox, definitely, definitely." But I I do notice this like draft Twitter is is a funny thing because man, you guys go like. At each other, Uh, and you don't know. Yeah, you don't know Jack and this guy. Like I've never seen people. That's why I don't get into it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why I don't want to even know. Like sometimes, you know, like take the draft that was in Philadelphia. Like. I don't know much about these guys, but I'll hear different things from them. And all I'm doing is kind of soaking in what other people are telling me. So, you know, when, uh, when they didn't take Ruben Foster, I was disappointed. And when they took Derek Barnett, I was, you know, I kind of looked to the left and the right to me and, 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 and see. Trying to gauge a reaction. Trying to gauge a reaction. And the reaction wasn't good. So my reaction was Who, good. Talk,
1: then, who's talking off the ledge in the parking lot? You were. Yeah. You were. Said, that, that,
0: that's why my favorite tweet this time of year is that is a Gale question. Because I don't even like to get in. Dude, draft Twitter is like nails out. They're animals.
1: Yeah. I just think like for Eagle fans out there who don't really know about all the prospects and, you know, like don't get fixated on a pick because that's not how it is in the real world. Like when when it comes time to picking a player, right? you're at the mercy of the board. Right. And like if you're infatuated with having a running back and Josh Jacobs, if you don't know the the seven other running backs that are coming behind them, you don't even know their game or anything about them. All right? You haven't done your homework.
2: Don't don't fall in love with a player unless you're Gale because you can read the future and see who they're going to pick.
0: <laughs> Gale, but, Stradamus, <laughs> Gale Stradamus. Over like that. like, That's a T-shirt. Mu- That's a T-shirt. <laughs> put on a T-shirt.
2: <laughs> and as much as, like, Josh Jacobs in the
1: first round, would I be, would I hate it? No, I would love it. I would love it.
2: Even after getting Jordan Howard, you would love drafting a running back in the I'm first ju- round? I'm just saying, like, questionable. I
1: would I I'm, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do it. I got it. you. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But if we got a player of that caliber, another guy, another player who's homeless, who lived in the car with his dad, uh, a guy who wasn't a, a top rated recruit, mm-hmm. worked his way from being, how to work hard. A yeah. three a three star prospect who's now could be the first running back drafted over all these other five pros five star prospects. Talks about the kind of fight and all all the scouts yeah. love Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's a guy that you, if you implemented in, in our offense, you get a, a passing threat. Uh, this dude will run somebody over. Uh, I think a three, da- a three down bet. I'm in love with I the prospect. A three hey, down dangerous.
0: Back. That I got in the second round. <laughs> that you got in the second round, yeah, according see? to your thing. Well, you're going to have the opportunity to see if Gail Stradamus. And his predictions come correct because guess who's going to be at the Eagles draft party? Hopefully you were lucky enough to score yourself some tickets. They came available today at noon. Uh, They sold out probably within 20, 30 minutes completely. But the 4th and John crew will be hanging out at the uh, draft Eagles draft party in Lincoln Financial Field. So keep an eye out for us there. Did you see the draft hats?
2: Yeah. I hadn't Oof. come. Everyone seemed to be thinking the same thing. That was Oof. the first thing that came to mind. It, it looks like Ed Hardy designed it. I'm not, it's got, it's it, got it, that vibe to it.
0: Like, first of all, I don't mind it on the brim. I don't mind it on the brim. But why that? It's just ugly, man. It, 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 it does look like Ed Hardy or, or uh, what was the other brand? God, I owned a couple of those shirts. Like affliction was the with what affliction. You, yeah. I had, come on, I, no, bro, Dude, come dude on. when Affliction first came out, remember, I was doing MMA. So <laughs> when Affliction first came out, bro, I had like a couple of those shirts. I wore them a, to- uh, uh, a couple times before I looked in the mirror and realized I looked like a total douche bucket. So I was like, yeah, we're going to put those. I'm going uh, to some paint on you. Yeah. That was a bad look. Smelling like Axe Body well, I mean, Spray. But it's it's like, what? <laughs> What'd you say? Smelling, Smelling like, like Axe Body Spray. <laughs> 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 <shirt>. Yo, he <laughs>
2: does wear Axe Body Spray. This guy, come on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude, you, you got you got me pinned, bro. You got a ha- <laughs> hair gel an affliction shirt, probably some sort of thick silver. Ch- oh God, what? A- that, no, yeah, the Tips was like early two thousands, dude. That, yeah, that was like, that, that, that was in high school. That
1: hat was bad, and that kind of makes me feel like I could have a job designing hats because those hats are.
0: But like I was going, I was I was going, I was talking to Tutvid about it. He's he's a, he's a YouTuber who does like um, Photoshop tutorials and stuff like that. And what 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 it is is like the the seal or the text underneath the seal of, of of Philadelphia or something like that. But why wouldn't they go with look if you don't want to do the stereotypical Liberty Bell thing or the Philadelphia skyline? I don't know. Give me give me some story. Yeah, well, give me something historic. Put "We the People" on it in that in that uh, it, Declaration of Independence font or something like that. Don't give me Ed Hardy.
2: One of the bridges, maybe. One of the it's
0: something gritty. 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 Maybe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> maybe Bryce
0: Harper's face <laughs> on there or
3: something.
0: <laughs> Dude, it's a horrible hat. They got it. They haven't had a good draft hat in a couple of years.
1: I don't think they had a draft a nice draft hat in... A decade.
0: I usually get it regardless because I could be like, "Oh, that was from that draft." I'm the, there's no way I'm getting that hat. Although I might show up to the draft party rocking an affliction shirt. <laughs> you probably. <and then. laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? And some skinny jeans, <laughs> looking like PC print.
1: So, but, <laughs> so what did that? What did the print? What did the print mean on the, the hat, though?
0: I don't know. It says Philadelphia Magneto something. Mag- yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's terrible. Hey, listen, Vegas came out with the over under transitioning away from the draft hat. Uh, the e- uh, Vegas came out with the over under for the Eagles wins at nine and a half. What that's telling me uh, from Vegas is that they think this is either a like borderline playoff team or a play nine wins might get you into the playoffs in that's this division. Well, you know, the yeah, maybe in the NFC, but ten wins should get you into into the playoffs. So let me let me go around the table here. Gail, over under nine and a half.
1: God, me pick nine and a half, come here, bro. Over. Over?
0: Over across the board. Over. I think it should be, man.
1: Over. You gotta say with a
0: Billy oh, oh, oh. accent. Aver. Aver. <laughs> Over, <laughs> I think it's over too. Over. I, I think it's over too. So before we get on out of here, let's take it to the uh, Twitter questions. We got our intern, who by the way just turned twenty one, right? Yes, thank Congra- you. Con- congratulations. congratulations. Happy we we saw you, uh, you on the Instagram getting lit in Atlantic City. Yes. what was what was with the outfit? Were you going for like a princess Jasmine look there? Like what, I... what was going on there?
3: So actually, originally I bought a typical sequin dress. Hated it. Yeah. Last minute, ordered something off Amazon. That's what came in. So, so you just, <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just <laughs> what took we the Amazon with. one and
0: then yeah. took it and rolled. What's your Instagrams? Just so the creepers can look at your, uh, your outfit <laughs> At
3: my egg jasmine pants. Uh, <laughs> at, <laughs> at Jordan underscore Erard Coupe. Show you the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right,
0: so let's hit it with the Twitter questions. What do you got for us? All
3: right, let's see. So first off, we have... Am I good? There you go. Uh, we have at Thugfruit asking us. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Thugfruit. Than the draft name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if the Eagles move up in the draft, what position will it be for? That's, That's a, a good question. question. <laughs>
1: uh, we're, go, we're, go, we're going defensive tackle. Uh, like I said, Ed Oliver, maybe a Christian Wilkins, perhaps maybe uh, you know Andre Dillard, if a, or Cody Ford, if those guys are in range. But technically, I think uh, you kind of want to stay in stay in position. But if if one of those players at like Ed Oliver slips close, you might want to make that call.
2: Do you think there's a possibility? Like, what's the possibility of that moving back?
1: I I'd love to, I'd love them to move back. Probably in that that's that second uh, pick in the second. Mm-hmm. You can move back. You maybe collect a player. You know when they did got Timmy Jernigan from okay. moving back. That that's and you can get some great running backs in the third round too. And then pick up a player from moving back. You know it's only a couple picks uh, back into the third from the 57th pick. Uh right, what else you got?
3: Um do at Duke of Camden asks if a uh, linebacker is our biggest need in the draft. And we talked a lot about defensive ends.
0: <laughs> That's a Gale question. That is a Gale question. Gale
1: question. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not there's not there's, there's Devin White, Devin Bush, those guys Devin Bush could be around that range, probably go earlier, but I think uh it's it's not really the best draft for linebackers or some day 3 guys. Uh, again, I, I I listed one in my mock draft. But I think, you know, we're rocking third, three safeties 60% of the time. You know, that that's, could be the new move for us. So, you know, this, you know, everyone's clamming around for a linebacker. I just, you know, you can find a, a guy.
2: Not a deep linebacker draft. Or a veteran
1: linebacker, yeah. you can find a guy. Like I'm saying, like if they move back and they want to get some other pros, uh, players by moving back in the draft, you, you can pick up another guy that way. So,
3: Along those lines, at Scratch66 asks, will the Eagles trade up in front of Raiders to take Jacobs?
2: That is, is a Gale question. question.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's, it's, not, it's not worth, you know, <laughs> trading up when you have a, the mid-rounds is the sweet spot for running backs. You know, from the back of the second to the third round, there's going to be a lot of quality running backs. So we're not doing that.
3: Okay, and at W Asked, this is also a Gail question. Um, do you think they can draft for uh best player available or is there still a need on the roster that they haven't really addressed?
0: Hey Evan, knock knock. Uh who's there? It's a Gail question. Gail
1: <laughs> Uh it's it's definitely best it's for you. It's def- <laughs> definitely best player available. Uh you definitely gotta, you know, work the, work the draft here, you know. We're not we're not needy. We're not we're we're not we're not poor out here. We're we're We've done our we've done our due diligence. We we have you know how he's done a great job this offseason.
3: Um and at Chicken Alfredo got into a little <laughs> Twitter guys. argument.
0: Oh Twitter beef <laughs> on the TL. Oh um, really?
3: Yeah, there they, was got, a l- they got in a, a
0: Twitter argument underneath the questions.
3: Yes, tweet. there was a little a little Twitter beef about okay. the draft. Okay. Um Chicken Alfredo said, Please tell me that we don't trade for Duke Johnson. Gale
0: That's a gale, gale question. question. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's not like the people that are upset about Duke Johnson. I don't understand, like where, where why are you why are you mad, bro? Like this guy has caught two hundred thirty five balls in the last four years. Like he he offers you a player that's going to give you you know a passing down threat. I mean, this Duke Johnson. If you like you already you gave a six round pick next year for Jordan Howard. If you get a Duke Johnson and gave up a fifth round pick. You're paying, what, maybe five mil? And to have those two back <laughs> in your system? Haters, bro. A lot of haters.
3: And last but not least, where did this tweet go? Um... <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. This, it's not going to be a Gail question. Oh, it's not a Gail question. It's not a Gail question. I, oh, see getting, I, I, know, I, I see them getting up. I know. I see them. They are dancing in the background. We're, we're, getting not, we're now pre pre
0: doing our moves. Yeah. You know I was what thinking. I, mean, I was like, can, can I find a Gail question? question in <laughs> okay. here?
3: But last but not least, we have Stephen Michael Puga asking. <laughs>
1: Puga.
0: Puga. No Puga.
3: Put some,
1: put some respect on that man's name. Puga. <laughs> you have not met the Puga yet, have you? Oh, no, I've never met Puga. Puga.
3: Puga? Puga? Puga's Puga is a, Puga's Puga. a fan
2: favorite. Okay. He's, he's, he's very well received amongst the lady fans
1: yeah, okay. speaking wait, of
0: wait, of the speaking of the draft <laughs> he
1: he ran the uh, social media he did. last year, last year. He's down he in the, he's the
0: Texas man oh. I was trying to talk him and Diddy into going up to Tennessee to do it again I'm not sure that I'm not sure that's gonna work pugga yeah Appreciate All right. you, Puga. Love you, Pugga. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Sorry, Pugga. Um, <laughs> he would like to know when his Deshaun Jackson fourth and John t-shirt is coming in. Tell him I'm wearing
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> He's gotta yeah. come get it off
3: yeah. me. Yeah. I d- stole it from you.
0: <laughs> Yo, by the way, that uh that $13 t shirt sale like was a hit. We sold a ton of units off that. I just got an email today that they're doing it again this weekend. Oh. So really? by the time you hear this, you know, put a little money aside because the t-shirts, once again, are thirteen dollars. We got some new designs up. I don't want to spill the beans yet because I'm I'm putting the final touches on my Twitter and header. Some nice Bryce ones for the, as well. Some nice Bryce ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. was repping
3: that this weekend. Yeah. Who? Cashfield on the, the, guy, the <laughs> Instagram. Guy,
0: the guy playing right now. The guy playing right now. <laughs> All right, so before we get on out of here, normally we have Piccolo do the intro. He's working on a new intro for this year. He gave us the beat to come into the show this year, the the quick beat. But we want to go out with something. And just, Gail, as the... As the resident draft and swag coordinator Hip for the 4th and John, uh, hip-hop aficionado and all things that are, you know, hip-hop, I, w- I want you to listen to this particular track mm. by one running back who a lot of the Eagles fans wanted by the name of Le'Veon Bell. Mm. He recently put out a track. I want you to kind of react to, to this right here.
1: No, not breaking over. He's bumping. News, and he's not signing me bad, but they gotta pay for it too. I gotta stay on the move. I gotta stick it in move. I'm only gonna speak the truth. My name is fresh out the blue. I know that my bed is bone. You wanna do
0: what I do? Oh, I don't God. Gonna you, <laughs> to you. Hey,
1: they don't want you at the table.
2: They gonna put you to Audi just like a navel. Audi, just, Audi like
0: a naval. just like a navel. <laughs> is it bad that I've that I've sort of like grown an affection towards a Mumble Rap? Is is this yes. like am I am I am I like getting out of my old? Your Ed rate? Hardy
2: is waiting for <laughs> you. <laughs> oh
0: no! Oh no! I'm that guy, yo! I'm definitely getting that draft hat, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I,
1: can't, bro. I, you know, I don't know what. Uh, he, he, his rap game does not match his play on the field. Yeah, yeah. It, that, it, that is a red flag. His rap game is a red flag.
0: The rap game is a red flag? Yeah. That, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we avoided that. Yes. <laughs> and I can't wait for Piccolo to uh, to, to drop the yeah, new man. intro, man. That's gonna that's gonna be great. Uh, Puga, love you, buddy. Yes. <laughs> All right, remember the t-shirts go on sale this weekend. Thirteen dollar t-shirts. Make sure you take advantage of that.
1: Rate, review, and res- uh, subscribe. Yes, people please, out there. I forgot
0: to mention that in the beginning. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth and John, and on Facebook at Fourth and John. And until next time, boys and girls, we will see you in a couple weeks. E-A-G-L-E-L Eagles! Eagles! E-E-E-L! You want Eagles football? We're talking Eagles Football! You're listening to Fourth and John! <laughs> Wait, what the f is a John anyway?
3: Vine, volume, volume, volume. Or donkey.
2: Dang, that's kinda dope.
3: The legend! Hallelujah! Oh, man. Oh, man. Good
1: observation. At that number 10 jersey pretty hot. What you think? Hey, tell me how good this feels right now. Yeah. Huh? Tell me how good this feels.